0: Welcome to the Daily Standard podcast. It's October fifteenth, two thousand eighteen. I'm Charlie Sykes, joined by Michael Warren of the Weekly Standard. I'm in Wisconsin. You're in D.C. It's Monday night football. The Packers are playing. The Brewers are in the yeah, NLDS. Uh, hey, you know, you know, life, life is good, right?
1: Yeah, I guess for you, uh, Scani
0: types, but uh, my, my okay. Falcons
1: are doing terrible. My Braves are out. So thanks for rubbing it in. I, I
0: was I was just trying to go for the, the positive aspect of the day. All there right. Uh, Michael Warren, I want to talk about your distant cousin, uh, Elizabeth Warren, who is in the news today. Uh, I find this story so extraordinary on so many different levels. I think by now I don't need to give the background to this. Uh, Elizabeth Warren releases with great fanfare, including a slickly made video, uh, her DNA test, which confirms that she is sort of kind of maybe has a little bit of Native American ancestry, somewhere between six and ten generations. And by the way, I am really, really bad at math. I always you know, confess to this, but apparently other people are as well. If you go back 10 generations, um, the, the Boston globe reported that would mean that she was one 512 native American. And then they did the math and realized no, it's, it's a lot smaller than that. It's one, 1020, whatever, um, native American. So now Michael, let's just talk about this. Clearly, let uh, me the 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 top line here is this is not going to put an end to the whole Pocahontas thing for her, but apparently she thought it was worthwhile doing anyway.
1: No, I, I think it reflects that um, she's scared uh, of... of I, look, if there were any doubt, uh, it's erased this morning that she is running for president. She's concerned about this. It's clearly hurt her. Um, and I think it actually, it, it very well precedes Trump in terms of his use of the Pocahontas stuff. This is something I think has been, it, it is an indelible mark on her political profile. Uh, she realizes it's a problem and uh, and and it's interesting um, sort Sort of from a... Just an analytical perspective that she's getting out in front of this even before the 2018 midterms have ha- have happened. So um, it's just uh, among the m- many things we can talk about about this. It's another marker of like how quickly uh, uh, Democrats are getting into the 2020 game. It's already happening right now. Um, Bernie is is going to California. Uh, Kamala is going to uh, Iowa, and 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 uh, Elizabeth Warren is trying to nip this uh, little uh, Cherokee problem in the bud. And she and I agree. It's not going to change. Uh, it's not going to make it uh, much better for her.
0: Yeah. And, and, and Joe Biden is uh, is obviously on the on the hustings right. as well. And people are going, OK, he's going to be like 79 years old. But okay, let's go back to to Elizabeth Warren, though. Uh, you know, th- one of the the I, I think best questions to always ask um, is is so what? Why does anyone care whether or not Elizabeth Warren has any Indian ancestry? And the answer is, well, because uh, she thought that it mattered and Harvard thought that it mattered at one point to say that uh, she was a member of a minority group as a sign of diversity. This was I mean, the diversity gods were pleased when she when she when she when she announced this. Um, And then, of course, you have Donald Trump. Who uh, and, and I don't want to let him off the hook here. I mean, you know, Donald Trump's been obsessed on the ancestry issue. He, You could argue that he launched his presidential campaign with the birth or conspiracy theories, raising questions about uh, Barack Obama's uh, birth. And, uh, you know, say what you will about it. It worked for him. I think he probably thinks that it worked for him. One of the, you know, darker blots on, uh, you know, American political history that, you know, so many people bought into all this. So it's very typically Trumpian that he would that he would decide that he was going to use the questions about ancestry as a political cudgel. And of course he's been mocking her as Pocahontas. He's been challenging her to have this DNA test at one point, apparently pledged a million dollars, but I, and, and, and clearly you're right. She's running for president and, and this seems to be part of her, um, I, you know, you know, signal to the democratic base, I will fight back. You know, I, I can go, you know, mano a mano with, with Donald Trump by releasing this. But, does she understand how silly this is going to look? I mean, I'm sorry. This does this, this not only makes her look silly, I think it also, I think, unwittingly really exposes the silliness of this diversity politics, this whole notion that because somebody's great great, 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 great. Stop me when I'm done here. Great, great, <laughs> great, great, great gr- grandmother may have been Native American that Harvard is going to say, see, we have a diverse law faculty. So we need to go
1: back to uh, the time that 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 she was claiming, and the institutions that uh, that she was working at were claiming that she had Native American ancestry. To, I think to kind of understand where uh, where this was coming from, kind of understand a little bit of where we are now. Actually, so so it was in the nineties. Um, which we sort of think of now as kind of uh, a pre-woke period in terms of social justice warriors. but actually all this stuff was kind of brewing at the uh, at the universities at the time. Um, this idea, there was the PC culture, it had kind of seeped out into the mainstream uh, but it was sort of in in, in full force. Uh, in the 90s among academics and, and, and that sort of world and let's go Charlie to the Boston Globe story today that is sort of describing um right front yeah describing what what the DNA test did and all this sort of stuff um and sort of buried deep within the uh, the story is really the, the whole crux of this controversy. Um, and so I'll just read it real quickly yeah. here. D- uh, during her academic mm-hmm. career as a law professor, she, that's Elizabeth Warren, had her ethnicity changed from white to Native American at the University of Pennsylvania Law School, where she taught from 1987 to 1995. And at Harvard University Law School where she was a tenured faculty member starting in 1995. She had been a visiting professor at Harvard um, a couple of years earlier. In an interview with The Globe published last month, that would be last month from now, so back in in September, Warren explained that she identified herself as Native American in the late 1980s and early 1990s, as many of the matriarchs of her family were dying, and she began to feel that her family stories and history were becoming lost. All right, so... Hmm. I, I, my first reaction to reading that, I guess I had missed the story last month was, um, what? Uh, it, it, her family stories and history were becoming lost. But it actually there's actually something in here that we can kind of understand the mindset of what was going on in the, in these sort of elite academic institutions. There's this idea that... Um, you know, of authenticity, of sort of um, that that your heritage was something that um, could kind of give you authenticity, uh, and and this idea I think that that Warren was grabbing onto, which was um, I'm going to adopt this identity. She's now sort of claiming. Um, that she was sort of doing uh, 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 for reasons uh, uh, that had nothing to do with her career. But l- it, let's be honest. I mean, it, it, it would have been a much better thing, and it probably was a much better thing for her to claim this part of her, to claim this part of her identity, uh, as giving her some sort of cachet within these sort of elite circles that she was running in. She's not well, just and, simply and, and, a white and person,
0: a, and it benefited Harvard and, and, in, and that's, Penn right. As well, that's right. That's right. That's because right. Because they get to do a little bit of bean counting and saying, look, we have we, you know, when they were being criticized for not having minorities on their faculty this gave them a chance to say hey, her and 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 it's what's
1: interesting now is I saw I've seen now some reactions from kind of farther left folks on Twitter um who have they, they have to do their sort of throat clearing where they say, well, of course, what the right is doing is terrible, criticizing her for this and all all of these terrible things. The right is really the, the claiming sort of insinuating. You mentioned the birther stuff that, that Trump has jumped on. There's some kind of racial element uh, that that sort of uh, the Republicans and conservatives are jumping on this as a way of saying sort of, um, you know, uh, uh, well, she you know, she's a Native American. So don't vote for her. This is kind of racial dog whistling. That's, that's, of course, not actually what this is about excuse me, what this is about. This is actually about what the left is, uh, the sort of far left is actually upset and, and, identifying with this is what conservatives have been saying since she first ran for Senate, which was, um, she was essentially taking away, uh, uh, from, you know, an identity from, uh, Native American people. People who are actually members of tribes, um, who might actually feel, uh, you know, marginalized or, 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 or somehow discriminated against and sort of taking that on to give her, it's, it's, it's yeah. from the left and the right. There are criticism yeah. of this. It's a scam, and it's sort of a it's a it's a way of kind of appropriating to use sort of the left wing social justice warrior terminology, uh, of appropriating this for sort of your own uh, uh, your own kind of elite benefit.
0: You know, I want to make two points in context about all of this because you know you know part of it is I just it's it is it is so silly but there 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 are larger issues here as you as you point out including the fact that today this trial begins in federal court um Probing into Harvard's use of race and admissions, uh, racial preferences and admissions. This is going to be a huge trial. Uh, and, and, of course, a uh, lot of, you know, there's the been a lot of uh, accusations that Harvard discriminates against Asian Americans, um, you know, in the in the racial preferences. there was an extraordinary chart. I think I think it was in The Wall Street Journal over the weekend showing how the the admissions process is is relatively mysterious but you know you have certain preferences for legacy students for student athletes for children of donors so that that if you are not a member of a designated you know, special group. It is very, very hard to get into Harvard and to Yale and to Stanford and other schools like this. So, and sorry, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. so, I mean, I just, so there's, there's a real, there, there's, there's, there's. It's not just cachet. I mean, there, there's real value to being able to say, you know, I am blank. You know, i I remember when my sons were applying for ad- admission. There are actually websites where you can you can you know t- type in you know, you know your SAT scores and a variety of other things and and your grade point average and it will tell you you know what you're you know likely to get admitted to and if you change your ethnicity let's just say that the results were dramatic yes
1: and and it it goes beyond admission um, and I can. I can sort of speak to this personally. Um, you know, the the there's there's scholarship money that's um, that 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 companies and foundations and sort of these things. So I mean, there there are monetary uh, benefits for for claiming this and. And I, and my personal story, you joked at the top and I want to emphasize that it was a joke, Charlie, um, that, that, uh, Elizabeth Warren and I are, are distant cousins. Um, Maybe. I mean, uh, it, <laughs> we don't know. It's all through marriage. If there's, if there's any connection, it's all through marriage. <laughs> I got to add also the Warren is like a, is one of these sort of post Ellis Island. Let's change whatever the Eastern European name was to something, uh, anglicized. So we fit in a little better. So really no connection, but, um, I, I can actually claim in a very similar sort of level, um, maybe actually a little bit more than Elizabeth Warren can, uh, Native American heritage on, uh, uh, on my ma- uh, paternal grandmother's side, uh, in, uh, I can, I can go if, 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 if listeners are really interested, they can email me wow. for all the details, but it's a Texas, uh, uh, Texas Sioux Indian background. And I remember at the time, uh, applying for college and more importantly, applying for scholarship money, uh, so that I could, you know, uh, uh, somehow afford uh, uh, the exorbitant cost and uh, sort of having a conversation with my dad and he, he was saying well I think you are just below the threshold um, you know if you had been my generation um, if I had gone to college and, and applied mm. for for this I maybe could have gotten it because um, so uh, so I bring that up to say um, so, uh, it, it, I know that there are benefits to this and anybody who sort of is even on the margins of this knows but would I ever claim to so be a Native American? I, I do not. I, well, I think what, what, it's what's ridiculous. What's the math
0: here? You know the, the math is Complicated. I, I, I have to admit, I was not told there would be mathematics and all, all of this, but but there's a lot of going back and forth about. So you would be one. What? I think I'm about one thirty second. Um, if you if so so um, you're, you're like way
1: you like are you're like Squanto right. So I think I mean seriously. I, so I think it's like... exactly. I mean I really can I can claim Compared all of this Warren. But but even then I mean it's actually pretty strict and as it should be. You know I mean I, I really don't feel and this goes to something you were getting at Charlie, which is this this whole idea and and and, and I I appreciate and I understand. Um, the ways in which uh, backgrounds do disadvantage people even through generations. um, uh, And there is something to be said for some kind of rectifying of that. Um, But there can also be something said for it going too far. And I don't feel as if, in any way, my life has been impeded because of that one thirty-second of Sioux Indian that I have uh, uh, in my blood. I mean, it's all—it's <laughs> not to get cheesy. It's all red, you know. I mean, to me, it is. Um, it, it, it is something that uh, there are there are people in tribes in on reservations uh, in really difficult situations um, for whom you know people donate money so that these people can can sort of get out of those situations um, and 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 the appropriating. Uh, of that, in in order to sort of uh, win brownie points, or even really to sort of advance yourself in your career, that's again what that, that's the whole crux of this criticism of Elizabeth Warren, and she's she was caught, and she's been in, over the several years trying to get out of it, and and I don't think she, it's going anywhere for her.
0: No, I and I actually think that as we're discussing this, and I'm watching the reaction, I, I think she's made it actually worse. You know, another thing, you know, you, you you mentioned the, you know, it's it, it, it's it's all red. Um, the, this, this sort of return to, you know, hyper identity, racial identity based on DNA tests and, you know, one 64th, et cetera. It it does remind me of a period in American history. Where we had these debates uh, of classifying people based on, uh, you know, are you one eighth black? Are you one sixteenth black? You know, in the South they had what's known as the one drop rule, right? Meaning that a single drop of black blood makes a person black, um, or the one black ancestor rule. And courts have actually called it the traceable amount rule. Um, you know, meaning that 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 racially mixed persons are assigned the status of the, you know, of the of the minority group. Uh, it, it it does seem like a throwback, um, but apparently this is where we are. It is 2018, and we are debating your identity based on your great great. I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> um, Grant grandparent, you know, and and I do think that this whole question in you know on of, of diversity and you know you made the point about appropriation. But but I also think it's legitimate to ask, you know, to what a degree is uh, is the racial ethnic uh, trace amounts? Is it at all relevant to someone's qualification, to their character, to their ability? Uh, did it have any effect on Elizabeth Warren's ability to teach law? that she may have, you know, one five hundredths amount of of Native American other than the 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 most, you know, the most basic symbolic level and even hardly rises to all of that. But this is part of, unfortunately, I think where some of the logic of diversity leads you and especially when you have the kind of value attached to it that, that you do have grifters who are suggesting, first of all, to get in on it. But also, I, I think it's legitimate to ask, you know, why we care about this. Um, I And I agree with you that I do think it's important to have people of different backgrounds. And there are historically marginalized uh, groups. But that also suggests that they bring something distinctive to the table, whereas the people like Elizabeth Warren, or frankly, you know, and I, I mentioned to you that, that I actually have a I don't have a DNA test, but I have a uh, uh, one of these ancestry reports that would suggest that, despite you know, that in addition to you know having Russian Jewish background, that that I may be descended from Scottish kings. Of course, there's a lot of gaps there. It's a little bit <laughs> it's a little bit iffy. But I mean, you know, we, we could put this on the on the the, we, the Weekly Standard website. You know, Charlie Sykes, you know, Scottish royalty or something like that. But does this have we'll run anything to do with anything? Um, you know, and, and I, you know, I, but again, it, it, you almost feel like. And you also said something interesting that back in the 1990s, this was really in full flood—the uh, diversity campaign in the American university campuses—and it was. You're absolutely right. Um, what we've seen since, though, is how it, that has overflowed the banks of academia and really is now becoming permeating part of you know um, American culture.
1: Well, there's this whole um, uh, obsession with identity and 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 mm-hmm. the idea that. Um, that you are not uh, sort of this, the 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 sum of your actions, yeah. uh, the 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 values that you hold, these sort of things. That so much of this is predetermined, which does have this really kind of gross. I mean, it's it's like it's it's a positive shine to it now from sort of a, a left wing perspective, right? Because uh, if you if you bring that stuff, you're sort of uh, your diversity in, in and of itself is a value. But uh, the 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 negative side of that is is it, we're, we're like going back a hundred years and sort of you. Just genetic Idea that yeah, you know, you're you're right. determined by this by this, and this is so antithetical to kind of the ideal of of the American system, and that is um, that is I think a part of this as well. There's this kind of idea that Elizabeth Warren um, took advantage of uh, something, and maybe it was minor, maybe it wasn't that big of a deal, but she um, was. Uh, I think we can all agree was dishonest about this. She it, it, it may be technically true she has these these drops of blood, but um, it's not what it was designed for. It's not the what the idea no. of this was designed for. And she took advantage of it in a way that, um, that, that, that sort of, uh, get, I mean, you want to talk about privilege. I mean, this is sort of an elite privilege, um, that's going on here. And the elite has not, nothing to do with your skin color or your background. It has to do with the, the, the schools that you went to, uh, the jobs that you have. And I think that is the, the sort of ineffable thing here that, 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 that keeps this story mm-hmm. going despite uh, the claims that it's some how uh uh, and, and of course Donald Trump makes this difficult uh, to deny because he's he's clearly motivated by by sort of more bigoted uh, uh, sentiments uh, but but the the idea that this is entirely sort of racial is is or even mostly or uh, racial is just not just not evident uh, in, in, in in all the controversy over the last several years
0: yeah well this is the kind of debate uh, once again that we we apparently deserve where you have uh, essentially an irresolvable debate there's going to be something for people on both sides uh, just dive back into the science here and I'm not claiming that I'm an expert in DNA science whatsoever um, and, and this study was done by a Stanford University professor who's very highly regarded, Carlos Bustamante, you know, winner of the MacArthur Genius Grant for his work on DNA but but there's an interesting little twist here that apparently there's not a lot of DNA for Native Americans um, because the a lot of the leaders have asked tribal leaders not to participate so what they do in this test, which I, I find, I don't know, I'm just Fascinating. So, since they can't really find any actual Native American DNA, they use samples from Mexico, Peru, and Colombia to stand in for Native American because the scientists think that 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 the groups that that we call Native American actually came um via the Bering Strait about twelve thousand years ago, and then settled in America, but also migrated further south. So, so what they did was you you, you could argue that. She has, you know, Central American ancestry. But I mean, there's so much iffiness to all this. OK, we've already spent way too much time on all this. <laughs> although I'm obsessed with it. I think it's fascinating. Um, uh, Donald Trump did something that was uh, very, quite unusual for his presidency. He sat down with 60 Minutes yesterday with with Leslie Stahl. And uh, on, on one level, I think it was a, a typical interview. You have people on both sides, you know, who are saying that, you know, either he crushed Leslie Stahl or that uh, that she did a great job. I did think there were a couple of, of interesting moments in there, including the, the suggestion that uh, General Mattis might be leaving and uh, suggesting that he was a Democrat. Uh, also acknowledging that Vladimir Putin might have been involved in assassinations, um, but he's not doing it in this country. So what <laughs> what was what was your big takeaway from, from that interview? Uh, a, a few. One, the the first thing that you
1: mentioned about uh, Mattis potentially leaving uh, Trump, you know, implicitly criticizing him for being a Democrat. Um, uh, I mean, this would have been the first thing we would have led off this podcast with, I don't know, like six, eight, ten months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it's like we're, we're like getting around to it now and we're just kind of like, yeah, it's just kind of par for the course. I mean, it's just remarkable to me. Um, uh, this is somebody Mattis who uh, is so kind of crucial to the administration, kind of holding together. Um, and the fact that uh, he seems to be, you know, one foot out the door already, and 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 it, that's because Trump has opened it for him, um, is is just remarkable. Um, the other thing, um, the other thing I think was was interesting is. Um, Leslie Stall, the the reporter, um, I, I, I find myself very frustrated listening to her questions. She seems to be, and I get it's a it's a little different than your sort of it's sixty minutes. It's a news magazine, it's a little more opinion allowed by the by the journalist. I don't begrudge them of that, but. Um, you know, the best way to sort of learn more about the way Donald Trump thinks, the way what he's thinking, to pull that stuff out of him is not to be, I think, adversarial um, the way she was, um, which is kind of counterintuitive for, for a journalist to say. Um, I find myself learning a lot more from the kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, 43 minute uh, rant fests that Trump does yeah. with Fox and Friends, uh, friendly interviews where they just kind of let him talk. Um and and I it struck me that the the sort of mainstream media still doesn't really know um, how to approach Trump as an interview subject as a as a person um, uh, to to whom uh, is the most powerful person in the world and you can learn uh, things about how he's running his administration what he thinks about these things um, you know instead she's arguing with him about. Um, whether or not he believes climate change is real or not. Um, and and it just seemed to be uh, uh, counterproductive from a journalistic standpoint. But that's my own sort of weird uh, interest in this kind of interview is like how can we figure out a better way to actually glean more information from this kind of um, uh, unusual president? Uh, I, I just don't think Leslie Stahl has it figured out.
0: yeah, I, and I was also um, I, I thought it was curious that he agreed to sit down for that interview. Um, but it's, it's, it's like, it's like,
1: why does he talk to the New York times, the failing New York times that he supposedly hates? It's that the Trump probably watched has watched 60 minutes every mm -hmm. single Sunday night for the last 35, 40 years. Um, it's, it's legacy, it's prestige. And, uh, that, that actually is the most, that made the more sense than anything else in the interview that he actually did it.
0: Uh, he, of course, the, the breaking news this morning is is that Trump says that he spoke with uh, the Saudi Arabian King about the the disappearance of journalist uh, Jamal Khashoggi, and is sending uh, Mike Pompeo to meet him immediately. Any thoughts about sending the Secretary of State to to Saudi Arabia at this particular moment? It's I I don't I I don't have. Um, my reaction is sort of what
1: I mean. I just literally, yeah, I literally email. Really. You know, yeah. I sort of reached out to some sources uh, at, at, at the State Department to kind of figure out. And 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 that the the thrust of my question was essentially, what is going on? What is this? What's the idea here? I mean, it's this is a perfect example, actually. I think of, of where Trump and uh, Barack Obama are not, uh, are similar in terms of their approach to foreign policy. They have ideas. With, for for Obama, it was we are. Going to break through with the Iranians, and we're going to make a deal with the Iranians, uh, despite whatever happens um, uh, in in the real world. And Trump is kind of the same way when it comes to the Saudis. Uh, this idea that the Saudis were going to be sort of the central players in the Trump administration's uh, Middle East foreign policy um i think it's a yeah. it's a better partner than the iranians but there's been some changes uh, over the last uh including what what happened to the uh, this journalist um that that i don't think the that trump himself is sort of internalized i'll but i'm sort of withholding my judgment on on pompeo's visit i just don't know what the real
0: purpose yeah, I, is I, I think that's probably a good idea to withhold the judgment on all this i think you know his his you know trump's um, Obviously, his uh, his inclination is going to be to uh, you know kind of turn a blind eye to whatever happened here. He he goes through the 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 litany of well, you know, they say they didn't do it, um, and you know maybe it was some rogue actors here. You know, in which case, rogue actors who would have broken into the the, the embassy here. But uh, it's uh, it it is interesting that that the Saudis didn't seem to calculate what the reaction would be. And how dug in uh, both uh, Donald Trump and Jared Kushner are on this particular thing. This is obviously not something that's going to affect the midterms in any way. But uh, their their investment in Saudi Arabia is is just frankly just too great for them to back away. So it, it's, it's going to be a problem. So Mike Warren. Any regrets, by the way, about uh, not not checking the box for Native American? I mean, just in the back of your mind. Uh I, I don't, little bit? I don't sleep well at night uh, because of it, or maybe not because of that. I don't
1: know. I, you know, it's just it's maybe I should have adopted it because uh, I can just feel that the patriarchs in my family are are losing those customs that that we that we have celebrated uh, all, all these. Ne- never actually. <laughs> so, I have no regrets.
0: Yeah, by the way, while while we're doing the podcast, I'm looking at some of the Twitter reaction to uh, Elizabeth Warren. Jim Messina, who worked for uh, Hillary Clinton, said, look, argue the substance all you want. But why 22 days before a crucial election where we must win House and Senate to save America? Why did Senator Warren have to do her announcement now? Why can't Democrats ever stay focused? I a good question it it is it is it is not a terrible question mike thanks so much for joining me i appreciate it very much and thank you for listening to the daily standard podcast i'm charlie sykes we'll be back tomorrow and we'll do this all over again